Hello, everybody. This is Rabbi Israel Fellner, your host. And this is the next in my series of podcasts about the Torah portion of the week. This week's Torah portion is Kitisa. It's the story of the golden calf. And we will deal today with the shattered tablets. The Lord spoke to Moses, Hurry down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have acted basely. God continues to describe to Moses how the people of Israel made for themselves a molten calf, bowed low, and sacrificed to it, proclaiming, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The Spanish commentator Don Isaac Abravanel, who lived from 1437 to 1508, asks an interesting question. Why did Moses bother to bring the Luchot, the Ten Commandments, down with him after he had heard from God that Israel had sinned. He already knew from God that the people had violated the very essence of the first commandment and had reverted to the worship of a pagan idol. What was the point of bringing down the tablets, especially since at the very end, when he sees the people in their display of pagan behavior, in anger and disappointment, he destroys the tablets anyway? Would it not have been wiser to leave the original commandments in safekeeping, return to see what had happened to his people, punish them for their behavior, and then return to the top of the mountain? Once chastened, Moses would return to the Israelite encampment and place the original tablets in the people's safekeeping. What did Moses hope to achieve by bringing down the tablets? Abravanel, in his commentary, says that Moses brought the tablets down so that Israel would see and feel what they had lost. After the feasting and after the celebration around the golden calf had ceased, they would be reminded of the gift they had thrown away. For they had discarded the very essence of what they had heard at Sinai, and violated the covenant made between God and Israel. Breaking the tablets was like tearing apart an agreement between two parties. It's like cutting in two the marriage ketubah, a symbol of destroying what can never be repaired. Looking at the damage, the heart inside is also broken at what has been lost. There is a sense of devastation, and picking up the shards of the covenant becomes a constant painful reminder of loss. But did Moses know in advance that he would break the engraved words into shattered syllables? Because it was not until he actually saw what Israel was doing, when he actually saw the feasting, the dancing, that his anger overcame him, and then he threw the tablets down to the base of the mountain. There is no indication that Moses had in mind to dramatically destroy the tablets while he was making his way down Mount Sinai. His reaction to seeing Israel dance around the golden calf was visceral, immediate, contemporary. So the question still stands, why did he bother? Prior to returning to his people, 
Moses had intervened on their behalf and eloquently persuaded God from destroying the children of Israel over the golden calf, because that is what God wanted to do immediately. Yet so powerful was Moses' appeal that God, even as the Israelites were still dancing around the calf, quote, renounced the punishment he had planned to bring upon his people, unquote. Chapter 32, verse 14 in the book of Exodus. I can imagine that in his mind, Moses convinced himself that Israel, though it had sinned, was still worthy. As a great and humble leader, he spoke on behalf of his people at his own expense and thwarted God's anger. So it made sense for him to bring down the tablets. But when he actually witnessed the people in their transgression, he became enraged. He could not hold himself back. He realized to his utter disappointment that his prayers on behalf of his people might have been in vain. I think that it was Moses' own personal feelings of having been betrayed which prompted him to throw the tablets at the feet of Israel. His anger was all too human, and it continued to the point that he removed the tent of meeting where he met God, where he conversed with God, outside of the encampment, actually separating himself from the people. He had been so overwhelmed by what he witnessed that he even questioned his own ability to continue his leadership of the people of Israel. Exodus chapter 33, verses 12 to 23. These sections are among the most psychologically complex narratives in the Torah. We sometimes lose sight of the fact that Israel was so profoundly linked with Moses' presence that his absence might be the cause of fear and abandonment. They needed something concrete. The fact that what they had brought forth, namely the calf, also removed their inhibitions could not have been predicted. And Aaron failed in his attempt at trying to calm the people down. Bouncing back and forth between forgiveness and anger, trust and betrayal, punishment and a new promise, this story finally arrives at the point that neither golden calf or actual tablets can ever be the symbol of a deity. Both are destroyed. Yes, the tablets will be replaced, but the ideas behind the tablets, the law and its governance, the words which breathe God's covenant are permanent. And while both the shattered commandments and the new tablets were brought to the tabernacle for safekeeping, the actual objects are not venerated. Eventually, both sets disappear. But the words remain as vital expressions of God's command and Israel's purpose and mission. The people of Israel will have to take the words that they hear, the ideas that they absorb, and create a nation that worships an unseen God whose teaching can only be extracted from what began at Sinai 
that has become an endless treasure of legal, prophetic, and wisdom literature, which still inspires to this very day the hearts of Jews everywhere.